Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Saturday of the third week of Easter, April the 24th. And our reading this morning is a continuation again of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9, verses 31 through 42. Acts chapter 9, verses 31 through 42. And in this particular passage, we encounter an incredibly dramatic scene that has a great deal of implications for our own spiritual journey with the Lord in the Holy Spirit. Uh, it begins by telling us that throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, the church was at peace, and it was being built up by the preaching and by the witnessing of the apostles, in spite of all of the threats, the punishments they received, etc., that did not deter them. But they received the consolation of the Holy Spirit. And Peter uh, is making numerous journeys and visits, doing the various rounds and so on. And uh, there's a man uh, living in... Uh, Lida, uh, and there's a lot of holy people of God in Lida, and the man's name is Aeneas. Uh, he's a paralytic who had been bedridden for eight years, and Peter says to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ cures you. Get up and make your bed. He did that, and he was cured. But here's the really dramatic part. Peter makes his way to Joppa, and there is a certain woman there. Her name is Tabitha. In the Greek, it's Dorcas, meaning gazelle. She must have been graceful, and she was uh, very uh, fleet of foot. And her life was marked by constant good deeds and acts of charity. And she falls ill, and she dies. And they washed her body and laid it out in an upstairs room for visitation and for viewing as a sign of respect, which is what we do today, visitation of the body. And uh, Lida was near Joppa, and the disciples heard uh, about that, that Peter was there, and two uh, men come to him and say, please come over to us without delay. So Peter gets up and goes, and... Uh, Upon his arrival, they take him upstairs to the room uh, where uh, Tabitha is laid out for viewing. And uh, all the widows came to him in tears and showed him the various garments that Tabitha had made when she was with them. Now, Peter first made everyone go outside. Then he knelt down and prayed. Now, why, why did he send all the people outside and pray? But before he prayed, even. Uh, because Peter wanted to get rid of, wanted to, people to leave, who were naysayers. People who were there uh, for simply uh, either curiosity 
or what Peter was about to do uh, and take place, they would immediately say it couldn't happen. It had to fail. It wasn't going to work. And Peter had to cleanse the room of the spirits that are always opposed to what Almighty God can do. And that's an important thing for us to consider. Are we around people who no matter what we want to do, spiritual or natural, they always are naysayers. They are the but people. You propose something, you say you're going to do something, you want to hand something over to the Lord, or you want to accomplish a task or a goal in your everyday natural life. And they always have a reason uh, for why it will fail and why it won't work. They walk around with the perpetual cloud over their head like you see in the cartoon strip. It's always cloudy, raining, lightning and thunder. And so, and, and, and they perpetually walk around that way. And uh, they're really naysayers. They're always the but people. Yes, but. Which usually means no. Never, you can't, you won't. And those people often uh, suppress the Holy Spirit because it requires our cooperation. And they really keep us in a state of perpetual gloom and doom. And so Peter says, no, we can't have that here. We have to cleanse that. We have to get rid of the naysaying spirits out of here because God will do something. God is going to do something. But we have to surrender in faith and trust. We have to really believe from the heart that Almighty God, in God, all things are possible. And so he, he puts them... Um, he puts them out of the room, uh, gets everyone to go outside. Then turning to the dead body, Peter says, Tabitha, stand up. Simple words, three words, Tabitha, stand up. That's the dead body. With that, Tabitha stands up opens her eyes. She looks at Peter and she gets up. He gave her his hand and helped her to her feet. The next thing he did was to call in those who were believers and the widows to show them that she was alive. He calls in the believers. He calls in the believers. Not, not the naysayers because they are already closed, no, no matter. It's some trick, she wasn't really dead, uh, she had just fainted, uh, she was having a spell, something like that. There was never going to be the recognition that the Holy Spirit, the Lord and the giver of life, that the Spirit was at work there. And so we really have to cleanse ourselves of those who want to, to diminish or even to take away our faith and our trust in what God can do. As the old spiritual song, it is no secret 
what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. We can't keep it a secret of what God can do. If we have the faith the size of a mustard seed, Jesus said, and you say to that tree, be uprooted and go plant yourself over there, it will. The size of a mustard seed, it's about the size of the head of a pin. Uh, God will complete the rest. Uh, and the widows, why, why the widows? Well, widows uh, are often those who uh, have a very difficult time. Uh, they don't have a husband. They may not have a family. Uh, their husband may have died. They may have left. Uh, and they're on their own. But what Peter is saying by the believers and the widows is that we are never alone. We never go through each day by ourselves. We don't go through the storms and the thunder and the lightning and we don't get the sunshine and the beautiful weather in our life if it's not God present. God among us and God with us and God within us through the indwelling Holy Spirit. This became known all over Joppa and because of it many came to believe in the Lord. Many came to believe in the Lord. Peter knew get rid of the naysayers, bring in the believers, surround yourself with a community of faith, your church community, your parish community, your place of worship community, those friends who are going to bring you closer to the Lord, not those who are going to demean, ridicule, deny. Uh, we, we, know, we know how difficult it is in the natural order of things to work with people for whom something has already failed before it's even been uh, tried. The very idea is dismissed. We know how frustrating and dispiriting that is. It's like, oh God, well, well, nothing can be done. And so we become paralyzed in negativity, terminal negativity. There are the people who say, but yes, not but, but, but yes, yes, we believe, yes, we trust, yes, we can do it, yes, we can go forward. Think of how many things in your life you have accomplished and has been given to you by Almighty God because you didn't listen to the naysayers. To those who are, as we used to say once upon a time, the wet blankets. They're always throwing water on any zeal, any, any spirit, any fire of zest that you may have. Because that's how they live. And to see someone who is excited and enthusiastic and on fire, especially in the Holy Spirit, they do their best to, to be asbestos. They want, to, they want to put it out, smother it. Those people uh, 
We pray for them because they need a conversion. They need a touch of the Holy Spirit to remove the cloud, to remove the lightning and the thunder, and the realization that with God, all things are possible. And we can become vessels, not of negativity and of naysaying, but we can become vessels in our own life and encouragement to others of what God can do. And it can't be a secret what God can do. What God did through Peter, God can do for us. There are people who, for example, are spiritually dead. Spiritually, they are laid out. And what they need is someone to be God's vessel. And each and every one of us through our baptism, we have that power in the Holy Spirit to raise the dead. You say, my goodness, that's impossible. And there we go again, it's impossible. No, no. Those who have spiritually died, God is not for them, the church is not for them, the Bible is not for them. Maybe because someone hasn't come to them and said, friend, neighbor, relative, family member, stand up. Stand up and let the Holy Spirit fill you. Uh, be a vessel of the Holy Spirit each and every day for those who may be laid out in their spiritual life. They, they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to rise, especially in this holy season of Easter, when Jesus is not among the dead, but the living, living in us. And God has called us in his Son, through the Holy Spirit, to be just like Peter, in those parts of our daily life, where we may see people, know people, love them and care for them, what greater gift can we give than to say, stand up. Stand up and let God fill you. Let God bring you back to life in the name of Jesus, the risen Lord and Savior. And in so doing, we find that we ourselves are renewed and restored. We too stand up. We stand up and proclaim that Almighty God is, the go is God of the living. And God wants us to live each and every day in the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid of dying. Be afraid that we have never lived. And to live in the Holy Spirit now is to live in Almighty God with a great hope of being with Almighty God forever in eternity. God bless you and may we all stand up in the Holy Spirit this day and live.